Well, hello, Clergy Chick listeners. Thanks for tuning in. If ever you want to give to that which makes it happen, give to my church, Chapel by the Sea, on Clearwater Beach, Florida. You can text GIVE to 727-222-1336. And as always, this is the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From November the 15th, 2020, at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida, the text is Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his ability. And then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. And in the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. And after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. And his master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. And his master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave! You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you like awkward silences? I don't like awkward silences. I always think, like, I saw Brian kind of looking around like, somebody's supposed to be doing something. Somebody's supposed to be doing something. What's supposed to be doing something? Anybody else think somebody's supposed to be doing something? (laughs) 
My most vivid memory of having an awkward silence was, I was a young minister, I was pretty recently out of seminary, and I took this continuing education course called Clinical Pastoral Education. And with Clinical Pastoral Education, CPE for short, they take ministers, uh, and I was a young minister, and they just throw you into a clinical setting. So here you go, go to this hospital and be a chaplain. Uh, Okay, Um, sure, I'll do that. So that's one part of CPE. Another part is didactic, where there's a teacher with a textbook and a lesson, have to do some reading. And then there's a third component of CPE, which I'll call communal where they put you with a group of maybe eight or nine other uh, CPE students and, and you learn together and you grow together. And I'll never forget the first time I went into this small group meeting with my CPE cohort. And I sat down, we were in a circle and there were eight or 10 of us and we waited for our uh, instructor to get there. And the instructor got there and he pulled up a chair and he sat down and he said, let's begin. And there was silence. And there was more silence after that. And I kind of looked around and kind of like Brian was doing, like, somebody should be doing something. What's happening here? Somebody should be doing something. More silence. And finally, I couldn't take it anymore. I said, isn't somebody supposed to be doing something? And it was out of that experience that I learned my most innate, sort of inherent gift. See, I knew I was pretty good at a few things. Like, I was a pretty good minister. I was a pretty good preacher. At that time, I was a pretty good rhythm guitar player, but I've gotten rusty over the years. I was pretty good at a few things, but I didn't know exactly what it was that I was really good at. And I learned it in that CPE setting. I'm really good at being a catalyst, at getting things going. That's what I'm really good at. I had no idea that was a gift. I had no idea it was my gift until CPE showed me that when there's nothing happening, I can make things happen. That's, and then I have to you know, hand those things off and I'll get something else happening somewhere else. I'm a catalyst. That's my most innate gift. Now, it was along about that same time that I read a book by a guy named Parker Palmer. Parker is a Quaker And the book is titled after an old Quaker saying. The title of the book is this, Let Your Life Speak. And he told a number of stories. It's part memoir, I guess. One of the stories he told was having been offered uh, the presidency of a small college. And he was discerning whether or not he wanted to accept this job offer to become the president of college. And he was in discernment. And in the Quaker tradition, they have um, circles where they come together and discern something. If somebody's trying to make a decision, it's a discernment circle. I forget the exact name of it. And so he gathered with a a few of his very close, trusted friends. And they sat down together for this discernment period. And, And they would pose deep questions to Parker Palmer. And he would respond in an attempt to discern whether or not he should take this job or not. One of the questions he writes that someone in the circle asked him was this. What do you think you would most enjoy about being the president of the college? And then there was a long silence as Parker tried to figure out the answer. And finally he spoke. He said, you know, 
the thing I would most enjoy about being the college president would be having the title of college president. He didn't take the job. He gave it up. And he pursued his most important passion and his true calling, that of being a writer, an author. Now, there's another story he tells in this book about when he was a kid. He was the kid who would sit at home and and create, write books. He would write books and then he would find whatever medium he could find, yarn or whatever, and kind of meticulously put his books together. Now, all the other boys would be out fishing or playing football or whatever it is boys used to do before there were video games. And he would sit at home, all the other boys outside playing, Parker Palmer sitting at home making books. Now, is that something that you did when you were a kid? Maybe not. I know I didn't do that. But that's what Parker Palmer did. And he didn't realize that that was a sign for him until years later. And he put two and two together as he finally found his way into his deepest calling as an author. And he remembered back to his childhood that that's what he spent doing. He loved it. He had fun doing it. And it was his deep calling. He missed those signs for a lot of years. And I think we miss the signs too. We don't let our lives speak. We don't look at our lives and see what our lives are trying to tell us. We don't catch the signs. A few years ago, several years ago now, a good friend of mine preached a sermon, and here's the title of that sermon. Don't let your butt get in the way. It's memorable, right? Now I remember all these years later. So it's a memorable title. Don't let your butt get in the way. And the sermon was all about how we let our excuses get in the way of us living into the fullness of who God is calling us to be. Don't let your excuses, don't let your butt get in the way. And so in this parable of the talents that I read to you earlier, the poor sap who got the one talent let his butt get in the way, didn't he? The guy who was given five talents, and talent is a unit of money, right? He, he invested that or, or he turned it into ten talents for the, for the master. The guy who was given two talents turned it into four talents. And this one poor sap who had only one talent went and dug a hole and buried the talent because he was afraid of his master. He let his butt get in the way. And at the end of the parable, it says that the master cast him into the darkness because he had not pleased the master. And I think that's a metaphor for all of us. When we fail to live into the fullness of our calling, You see, we're each given a measure of talent, so to speak. We are each given a measure of giftedness to use. And if we don't, then we find ourselves in darkness whether we like it or not. You see, when that happens, when we fail to use our gifts, when we fail to use our talents, I think that two things happen. We, first of all, we die a little bit on the inside. We do. We lose vitality. We lose joy. We die a little bit on the inside. And the second thing that happens when we don't use our gifts and talents in the way that we could, when we don't live into the fullness of that potential, we die a little on the inside and the community around us dies a little bit. From our marriage to our family to our community to our church, dies just a little bit on the inside. 
Now, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there's this whole discussion about spiritual gifts, and different people have different spiritual gifts. You can read about that later if you want, 1 Corinthians 12. But the reason for all of the gifts, the re- even though our gifts are different, the reason that we have gifts is all the same for every single gift. You know what that reason is? We are given gifts to use them for the common good. Now, this word that we translate as gift In the English language, from the Greek, it's the word charisma, which gives us our English word charisma. Yeah, (laughs) it gives us our English word charisma. And that's the word that kind of captures what I'm talking about. When we're using our gifts in the way that God wants, in the way that God has intended, it's this feeling of charisma, of vitality, of energy, and joy. And isn't that something we could all use a little more of, right? A little more joy and energy and charisma. Sign me up for that. Frederick Buechner tells us exactly how to discern what our true vocation, our true calling is. Here's what he writes. He says, the place that God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. I'm going to read that again so it sinks in. The place that God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Now, when we break that sage advice down, let's take it into two parts. Number one, if you're ever in a situation or you see something happening around you in the world or even in your own family or wherever you may be in your neighborhood, and you think, you know, somebody should do something about that. Somebody should do something. That's key number one. Because not everybody has noticed that somebody should do something about that. In fact, you may be the only person who has noticed that somebody should do something about that. The second part is this. You think, you know, I would enjoy doing something about that. Or, I would find fulfillment doing something about that that's that that's the sweet spot any golfers in here that's the sweet spot where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet that's the place that you're called now that may be here in the church we have a lot of things that have to go on so many good volunteers do so much good work and we could use more we could always use more we could use more liturgists and more orange juice servers and more ushers we could use more folks in the church to help us during in fact during this quarantine during this long season of quarantine some of our members that are good volunteers are still quarantined so we need others to come in and step in their place if That's a hunger. That's a world's deep hunger. I'm telling you about the need right now. And if you think, you know, I would enjoy that or I would find fulfillment doing that, then guess who you can come talk to about that? Hello. I live for that kind of thing. Come see me. Talk to me. Or maybe you think about some need out there in the community or in the world and you think, you know, I think I would enjoy or I would find fulfillment meeting that need. You could go be a volunteer and that's the place God is calling you to. Somebody in one of the small groups this past week said, you know, I do a lot of volunteer work, but I never thought about that as serving God. 
But there's maybe no more beautiful way than serving God, than serving your community in volunteer capacity. And I'm so impressed by so many of you. I, I, I want to grow up and be like you. You know, when the kids are, will they ever grow up and move out? I, I don't know. But I want to be like you. I want to grow up and be like so many of you because you volunteer and you do so much good stuff out there. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's the deal, friends. We are all called. That word call, you know, we think of you know, so-and-so was called to the ministry. Yes, that happens, but we are all called. Everyone in this room and everyone on the planet is called to use their gifts in a way that serves the common good. We're called. You are called. So are you going to live into the fullness of that calling? What's it going to take for you to dig up that talent that maybe you hid away years ago? What's your excuse? You don't have a shovel? It's not a very good excuse because I've got one you can borrow. Serve the Lord with gladness in all the strange and wonderful and holy gifts that you have been given. Let's go to work, church. Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.